who, who might be the next Amon Ra St. Brown in 2023. And we know a little bit about Amon Ra St. Brown. We, as a community, your boy, Smitty, has to be, in my calculation, the one person that was the highest on Amon Ra St. Brown walking into 2022. So if anybody's got a little something to say here, if any community has a little something to say on who the next Amon Ra St. Brown is, I think it's you and me. I think it's me and you. We're breaking it down right now. Who is the next Amon Ra St. Brown 2023? Let's go. From the FantasyFootballShow.com studios, it's the Fantasy Football Show live Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern. What is going on, everybody? My name is Smitty, and we're here to discuss who is the next Amon Ross St. Brown at Fantasy Football 2023. I'm here for it. You're here for it. And we're going to start breaking down this topic and more and take your phone calls. So file on in. Who? I repeat, who is the next Amon Ross St. Brown? We got a lot of good candidates on screen and a few we didn't even put on the list yet. Um, This is just to kick it off. But I feel like, oh God, not this guy again. Garrett, you know, Garrett, I appreciate you because you dropped Super Chats, but good Lord, bro. How do you not see Chris Olave as an absolute monster? Garrett came on my live stream last night and said that Michael Thomas is the number one wide receiver. Michael Thomas is the number one wide receiver in New Orleans. He's not even the number two. Shahid's the number two. This guy walks in and says, Michael Thomas is the number one wide receiver. We made a little a little side uh, challenge, if you will, uh, regarding this. And we announced it last night. I couldn't let him, I couldn't let this stand. Him coming in, running his mouth about Olave like that. Chris Olave is going to run circles around Mike, T- Mike Thomas. Mike Thomas isn't even ready to play, bro. What's wrong with you, Garrett? Michael Thomas. Show me one person in the chat that thinks Michael Thomas can even hold the jockstrap of Chris Olave this season. I mean, come on, bro. I appreciate you, though. Nice super chat. Good story. <laughs> we'll circle back. Uh, who is the next Amon Ross St. Brown? Chris Olave is definitely... I don't know what show Garrett watches. Garrett, you must have hit your head, went into a coma, and, and, and you think you're still walking into 2022. This guy, Chris Olave is going to be an absolute monster. And if I had to, good gracious, narrow this down to to this entire list. <laughs> I, that's what I'm doing. Uh, the next the next Amon Rice St. Brown is Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, Christian Watson, Drake London, George Pickens, JSN. This is really hard. This is going to be a really hard show, to be honest with you. Because I could literally flip the script on myself and argue every single one. Once a show, the chat can spam this arrow emoji and force Smitty to flip the script and argue the opposite stance on the topic at hand. Flip, flip, flip the script, 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 script. The chat has voted to flip the script. I, you know, I can, we can do that at any moment if you want, but <laughs> but I feel like I'm flipping the script on myself. 
because I could argue every single one of these guys has the potential to be the next Amon Ross St. Brown. The good news is that we got a, a big list here of, of sleepers and breakouts to look at every single time we're drafting, right? Every single live stream, we could talk about every single one of these players as being the next top five to ten breakout. Every name on this list has the potential to be a top five to ten wide receiver. Now, we can't fit all of them in, maybe, or maybe we can. I mean, the top ten we can. But, I mean, one of these guys is going to be top five. One of these guys is going to be top five. Maybe two of them will be top six. Maybe three of them will be top seven or eight. And probably five of them, at least, will be top ten. This is what we call, or your boy calls, the changing of the guard. I pretty much coined that phrase over the last couple of years, but really been hammering it home this offseason because... We are seeing the changing of the guard happen at running back. We're seeing the changing of the guard happen at wide receiver. We already saw the changing of the guard take place at quarterback. And so we're sitting here watching this wide receiver room about to flip into the the sophomore class is essentially what we're going to call it. The thing about Sun God is he's a six-round pick. These guys are first or second rounders. Not all of them, bro. Not all of them. That's why we're getting into this G-Money. That's why we're getting into this. That's why we're talking about Christian Watson, who's a fourth rounder, fourth to fifth rounder. Garrett Wilson's a first rounder, which is why that won't be in the cards at the end of this conversation. So G-Money, you're onto something, but not entirely accurate um, because these guys are falling, some of them, that far. Drake London's going around six, G-Money. Drake London's going around six. Sun God, there's no difference between the ADP value of Drake London and the Sun God. Walking into August. There's no difference in value between George Pickens and the Sun God walking into last season. And and I think I can say with confidence that the difference between Christian Watson's late fourth to early fifth round draft value and Sun God's fifth round is not sig- so significant we can't call Christian Watson the next Sun God. But I will say this. I will say because of what you're saying right here and, and, and you know, you're jumping ahead here. Um... I feel like um, I feel like Garrett Wilson and Alave can't be the next Sun God. They can be the next breakout elite wide receiver, no question about it. No, like top five, top five. Both these guys are probably the most likely of the entire crew to be top five, but they're being drafted extremely, extremely, extremely high. Um, you meant the you meant the round they were drafted in the real NFL draft, yeah. But we're not here to talk about who's the next sun god from an NFL draft, you know, NFL only perspective. So the the difference really doesn't matter in that regard. Like, are you correct in that? Sure. If I had to pick a a player that could be the next sun god, it would be you know somebody. We'll we'll, we'll dig into that, but that's not really something that's in our purview. Like, we're not really too concerned about that angle, but. I hear what you're saying, but we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about what players the next sun god from a fantasy football perspective. So let's go ahead and take Garrett Wilson and Alave off the list. Not because we don't love them, not because they can't be top five wide receivers, but because they don't qualify as, you know, fifth or sixth round win a league giants. They can still win a league. Uh, what did I do? I have two Garrett Wilsons there. Chris Olave uh, and, and Garrett Wilson. We're going to put them down here. We don't want to remove them from the topic of conversation because we want everyone to know these guys can win your league. And, and cr- quite honestly, the guy that I feel is going to be the best of this crew 
I, I, I go back and forth. I don't know if it... I feel like Alave, because he goes around later, I feel like Alave... I feel like Alave's got a little more upside comparatively to the cost of entry. Garrett Wilson's climbed so high into the bottom of round one. Alave in round three crushes Garrett Wilson at the end of the day when you start weighing out the cost of entry. If I can go two other positions and players before I go Alave, and Alave could hang with Garrett Wilson, how is Alave not the best wide receiver value in all of fantasy football 2023? You know what I'm saying? Like, Alave feels like the best value wide receiver in all of 2023 fantasy football. So, um, we'll, we'll get into, we'll get into the actual NFL St. Brown conversation. Don't worry, G money. I'll give you a list of wide receivers that have that kind of potential. And I'll give you a list of running backs that have that kind of potential too. But Christian Watson enters the conversation as the new closest thing to St. Brown that we can cook up him and Drake London. I think I like JSN. I think JSN could definitely get into this conversation. And he's going around four a lot of the time. His landing spot will be very um, important in trying to paint this picture. But I'm going to say, and I like George Pickens a lot too. And there's talk about the the, the uh, Steelers drafting yet another wide receiver. And so I, I'm not saying that Pickens isn't a great you know selection. He's on, he's on this list for a reason. And JSN's on this list for a reason. I think landing spot and maybe the NFL draft results could could vault these two guys into the conversation. They're here for a reason. They're respected enough to be on this list. They're, these are all monsters. These are all monsters that you want to assemble on your fantasy team. But here we go. Here we go. This is it. It's a race between Garrett Wilson and Drake London. These are the guys that actually have the value that can crush like St. Brown's fantasy football value. St. Brown, we got him in round seven, like in January. We got him in round six in February, March. We got him in round five, pretty much no matter what, even from like July through September. But we were on this guy, St. Brown, before people even knew how to say his name, before people knew how to correctly uh, hyphenate his name. We've been on top of this for a while. So we do know a little thing or two about St. Brown. And we're going to continue to tell people another St. Brown's around the corner. And the most likely candidate, based on cost of entry comparatively, are the two gentlemen I have highlighted right here. Christian Watson, round four to round four and a half, could be a top five to ten wide receiver. Drake London, not as good of a quarterback situation. But Ritter's out to prove some things. And Atlanta may or may not get kind of crazy at the end with the quarterback position. We don't to totally know. But London did well with Ritter. He didn't score touchdowns with Ritter. But he did have a good receiving yardage uh, performance at the end of the season once Ritter got into the lineup. It doesn't matter that London doesn't have an elite top five quarterback. We know what he can do. He just needs some touchdown production, which Ritter should be able to provide him as Ritter develops and gets time under center in the offseason. He didn't have that. Ritter got thrusted in after the team continuously believed in Mariota, who was garbage, couldn't throw the football at all. People judge Kyle Pitts because he had Mariota not throwing him the football. And they're like, oh, this Kyle Pitts character is a total bust. Kyle Pitts isn't a bust. And Kyle Pitts didn't get a chance to play with Ritter like London did 
for a big portion of the end of the season. Not to mention London is going to have increased value and ability to, to get open and see more honest defensive coverage because of the presence of what was, at the end of the year, injured Kyle Pitts, unable to play with London. And we haven't really seen Ritter, London, and Kyle Pitts out on the field at the same time, keeping defenses honest left and right around every corner. Because there's a big difference between London with Ritter if Pitts is on the field than London with Ritter without Pitts on the field. And the same vice versa with Pitts with London and having Ritter in there. So you got to ask yourself, with London being a fifth or sixth round pick and Watson being a fourth round pick, is there a difference, is there enough discrepancy between the cost of entry to say London essentially is the, the next Amon Ross St. Brown, even though Christian Watson's in the conversation inside the top two of the most likely to be the next Amon Ross St. Brown? I don't know that there's a good answer here other than both of them. Both of them is the correct answer. Both of them is the answer that you probably don't want to hear. Maybe you do because you're like, that's okay. Let's have two Amon Ross St. Why can't we have two Amon Ross St. Browns? I I announce that we have two Amon Ross St. Browns. We don't have to choose. We're picking both of them. I announce that we have... Whoa, whoa, whoa. I announce that we have... What are you doing, Lamar? Get off the screen, bro. Let's put this on screen here. I announce that we have two Amon Ross St. Browns. Drake London and Christian Watson. And yeah, you know, maybe they're going in different spots. And there's some pros and cons to taking Watson in round four and a half. And pros and cons to taking London in round six or five and a half. Depends on if you're drafting with four grandmas, five grandmas, 12, 11 grandmas. Maybe you're a grandma. And that's okay too. We have room for all, all kinds of people on this channel. Any level of fantasy football knowledge. And it doesn't matter. We are a family. And everybody's equal here. And we love everybody. We're spreading love around these parts. And that's it. Doesn't matter who you are. Drake London can be your selection in round five and a half to six. Just depends on who you're drafting with. Christian Watson's a fourth round guarantee, pretty much. He's not going higher than that right now, unless he does something in the preseason that makes people get all excited and ramped up. He's a four and a half to top of five round pick. London's a five and a half to six and a half round pick, depending on your league knowledge base. Uh, you can have both. You can have both. The world is yours. The world is yours, like Tony Montana said. You can have both at the same time. You can eat both cakes and have both cakes at the same time. You don't have to choose. Draft them both. Go running back, quarterback, running back. Go Travis Kelsey, quarterback, running back. Go. Why don't you go Kelsey, Mahomes, Brees Hall, London or Watson in London? Can I can I get an an amen on that? Can I get a a, a hand raise on how many of you would walk into your draft with a Travis Kelsey? Let, let's marker board this. This is a phenomenal squad. Can I get an amen on this? Let's put it up on screen. 
actually, you know what? Let's do it on this one. Let's uh, let's put uh, Christian Watson in round four. We'll put Drake London in round number five. We'll put Brees Hall in round number three. We'll put, I don't have images for him right now, but we'll put Kelsey in round number one. We'll put Patty Mahomes in round number two. Who's not here for that? Who's not here for this monster? Is anybody bold enough to say this team won't win? Who doesn't love this team? So how do we how do people win fantasy football when everyone is picking the same player? Jared, I don't know what on earth this even means, bro. Oh, are you new to fantasy football or is this you picking at something that I'm saying? I maybe you're new to I want to say you're the guy that is just a, a Washington football team commander, sorry. Commanders fan that came in here and you're you might be interested in fantasy football. I think that's what it is. So I think this is an honest question. Let's see here. For instance, the tight end position who might have imagined everyone picks Travis Kelsey. There's only one copy in a, in a traditional fantasy football league. There's only one copy of every player. Once they're gone, they're gone, bro. Uh, Max in the house. Max, appreciate you. Max in the building. Um, let's go. Uh, let's go. Uh, let's make this the red color because I, I can't. Uh, I need to visually see. God, I got to restart my system. My system is like crashing. We got Mahomie. Mahomie, who doesn't love this team? Who doesn't absolutely love this team? And and if we didn't want to go with Kelsey Mahomes, you could go with Jamar Chase. Um, you could go with uh, Kenneth Walker, and 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 still deploy the two wide receivers, London and Watson. Doesn't matter that you got Jamar Chase. You don't have to only do this if they're your number one or number two wide receiver. Christian Watson and Drake London as your two and three wide receivers with Jamar Chase as your one with. Kenneth Walker and Brees Hall is your RB room. Or let's even say you go Joseph Burrow in round three because you're just scared he's going to go. I don't blame you at all. Jamar Chase and Burrow stack. The stack above all stacks. It's time to drop the pancake emojis in the live chat. Yeah, Jared, I appreciate you then. Um, I, I was That's why I held back a little. I was like, this guy's not trying to rip on this. He's actually asking an honest question. So, Jared, appreciate you being here. Jared, first of all, can we get a round of applause for Jared? Jared doesn't even play fantasy football, and he's in here because he values the news aspect and the breaking news aspects of this show. And so, Jared, to the moon for being somebody that wanders in here sits in here and tolerates our fantasy football conversation because he loves the the breaking news so much. Jared, appreciate you being here, okay? Look at this squad. Look at this squad. Look at this league-winning squad right here. Look at it. Take it in. Take it in. You, you won't see greatness like this every day. This is Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. The stack above all stacks. People are getting burrowed left and right, and people are going to remember it. On top of that stack, you've got Kenneth Walker, Skywalker, might I add. Kenneth Skywalker. Where's my Skywalker button? Kenneth Skywalker. On top of that, you got Brees Hall uh, as an option if you want. Get Brees. 
but we don't we don't have them in this particular scenario. But this is a phenomenal team. This is a phenomenal team. You can sw you can mix and match this so much. Like put Bijan here at the bottom of round two. Even if you reached on Skywalker right here, whatever. You take Skywalker there. You uh you you get Burrow here or here. And even if you take out Christian Watson and, and you put a Lave in, this is phenomenal. This is phenomenal. This is an absolute monopoly on all the good players in, in fantasy football. Look at this team. You would smash with this team. I feel like it's a cakewalk this year if you draft the right players in each of these spots. How do you dominate the 10, 11, 12 pick? You're looking at it right here. I'm showing you the blueprint right in front of your face. And if you don't want to take, let's say, Walker here, you can swap him out. You can put Kelsey there. You can put any player you want. But look at this squad. We're reaching on Walker and we're hitting a home run. You got London in five. You got you got Alave in London as your wide receiver one and two. Alave in London in your wide receiver one and two. And you still have Bijan Walker and Joe Burrow? Am I the only one seeing this? Am I the only one that's it's like discovering gold for the first time? I feel like I'm alone. I, I, I don't know how the reaction is going at home. I don't know if some of you are sitting there with your wives next to you and your kids and you're just standing up. You know, and they're like, what are you doing, honey? Well, Smitty's found gold. Smitty struck gold, honey. Look it. How did he do this? I don't know, honey, but look at the, the screen. It's like he's got, it's like he just made Bitcoin. I, I don't know what he's up to, honey, but look at what he's doing on the screen. It looks like glory. This looks like glory. It's mix and match glory. I mean, look at this thing. Let's swap it out again. Let's go, uh, let's go, no Joe Burrow. Let's just say we got Bijan and, and we go, uh, God, I mean, you could, you could go lamb. You could go a hundred different directions, but let's say you go, Give me a name. Get, someone give me a top of round two player that they want in here. What about JT in round two spot? Let's try JT. I don't mind JT. JT's uh, JT's a great second round player. He's got top five running back appeal still. Um, you could one could argue JT still could be the number one running back in fantasy football. I mean, even if you put JT right here, and let's say you got. Uh, I still think Alave is just the best third-round player. He just is. He's he's win a league, absolute domination from that spot. And sometimes you get Joe Burrow in round four, especially if you're talking about these turn picks. You get Alave, Burrow, JT, and Bijan Robinson. Honey, come in here again and take a look at what Smitty's doing. This is unbelievable. Get the family. Gather around. Everybody get the popcorn. Let's sit around and watch gold be made. Smitty's making gold right now. This is like this is this is like taking candy from a baby. I feel like we're just in here architecting just glory is what we're doing. Um Let's take some phone calls on this note. Because, I look, I don't know where. I just, I feel like Mike dropping and just walking off the stage right now. We're we're orchestrating glory of how to dominate from every single draft slot. Because even if we say, okay, okay, we're going to go back up and we're going to take Jamar Chase here or Jefferson, put whoever, Tyreek Hill, whatever. You can do all these things. JT may not fall there. Bijan sometimes falls to the middle of, of, uh, of two. And then at that point, it's like... You're definitely, you're definitely getting 
the combinations we're showing here without any sort of hesitation, if it's that, if it's if it's maybe uh, this and Kyle Pitts in here somewhere, I've seen it all. I've even seen people somehow, some way get this right here. I don't even know how this is humanly possible. But let's say you get a top of round five pick, okay, which means you have a top of, of one pick. So you get Jamar Chase. You're probably not going to get with that top pick here. You're probably not going to get that. So let's say you get Kenneth Walker. I've seen people smash this kind of value. And if Watson's not there, you or you draft early on Drake London. I've pe seen people smash this. I've seen people smash this. All of these are straight glory. Look at this team. Jamar Chase, Kenneth Walker, Chris Olave, London, and we're reaching a little bit because we have to, we can't get, we can't land home runs everywhere. I'm seeing this and I'm seeing you reach for this to get this to happen. Or you just swap these and you say, I'm not messing around. I'm not messing around. It's glory, straight glory. Oh my God. It's like, let's open up the phone lines and, um, and take your phone calls. I don't know if I have to re actually, let me just check and see if I've got to reset the phone line again. Cause every time I restart my computer, I have issues with the phone line. I can solve them rather quickly, but it's going to take me a second to do it rather than get people on the phone line. But, uh, let's see what you guys are saying. Bijan lamb starters. Would I prefer it's all, it's all preference at this point. Um, Smitty, someone said it's going to be a sophomore slump. Let them. Who cares? That person's not here. And if they are here, tell them to call in. And if any, any channel's telling you sophomore slump for who, I don't even know who you're talking about, but I don't even like the, the, the things coming out of your mouth right now. I don't like what's being said about any of these sophomores. Sophomore slump, I don't think so. Um, no, thank you. I'm not buying that. I'll go ahead and have, uh, uh, give me two more sophomores, please. People are ridiculous, man. Let people talk. Let people run their mouths. Sophomore slump. This sophomore class is absolutely unbelievable. Um, Bijan, dude, Brees, Brees in the third. I'd be beyond ecstatic. Brees is falling to the third round all the time, my guy. It happens like almost clockwork. Uh, Smitty, I don't know anyone who feels confident with the Watson London as their wide receiver one. I do. Smitty, I don't know how anyone feels confident with Watson London as their wide receiver ones. How? How? How do you not feel confident? You have to take in the context, bro. If your wide receiver one, let's say your wide receiver one and two are Watson and London, you're talking about the fourth round, which means that you would have to have a team similar to this team right here. And you're telling me that in this build, or if you want this build, you're not comfortable with your number one wide receiver and number two wide receiver being Watson in London when you have these three guys before like that's a solid squad bro and if you don't like Watson for whatever reason swap them out for a player that you do like um it's process not necessarily player my guy but for me absolute smash absolute smash love it not even questioning it I I I go in and I just dominate with that team. I'm I'm excited for it. I gotta I gotta restart the phone line here. Hold on one second. Let's go ahead and and redo this. It takes forever to do this. Hold on. Gotta reinstall this. Gotta reinstall that. Um. Let's see. 
All right, dial into the phone line in just one second. Give it, get it, give it a minute. Call into the show. Call, call, call into the show. Should be able to take calls in about T minus uh, one minute. So give me a second. But uh, drop some questions in the chat. I'll try and answer them the best I can as I install this. Uh, people are fraud saying sophomore slump, says William. Uh, sophomore slump doesn't apply to the 2023 wide receiver class. Exactly, my guy. Exactly. These people are absolutely ridiculous. Now, could there be a sophomore slump? I, I suppose. But get out of here with that negativity. I'm not saying whoever said that, but I'm just, I just mean from people in general that are trying to, what, crap all over what a wide receiver class they're just mad they didn't see coming? Is that, wh- is that where that stems from, the psychology behind it? Your boy Smitty's got the psych degree, and if I had to apply some sort of logic psychologically to this, I would say that it's jealousy. Like anything, any negative, most negativity comes and stems from jealousy. You know, like someone coming in and just blasting your live stream with negative thumbs downs, they're jealous. They're jealous for whatever reason. And it's like... I understand where they're coming from. And are there places in my life where I might feel the same way about something and I catch myself? Yeah, I'm a human being. You know, you see some you see some uh, uh, athlete making $50 million and you're like, just for playing football, you're upset about it. And you catch yourself and you go, it's his craft. You know, I could have tried to do that. I, I didn't. I didn't. And, you know, who am I to say that this person's doing something wrong? Like, we're all, we're all human beings, but... Most negativity stems from jealousy. It's just the way life is. And, you know, it is what it is. Let me see if I got uh, the phone call. Phone lines are back. All right, dial in. Dial into the show. Let me see if I can get the phone number on screen here. Boom. Boom. Dial into the show. Call into the show. Call, call, Call into the show. There's always someone saying that there will be a sophomore slump. There's always somebody saying rookies will suck too. Rookie running backs, you like them too much, Smitty. <laughs> okay. I don't have many friends. Yes, you do, Jared. You have 108 friends at this current moment, and we're not going anywhere. You hear me? You hear me, Jared? We're not going anywhere. You can't get rid of us. You have 110 friends now, Jared. Everybody drop a handshake emoji in the live chat and become friends with our new buddy, Jared, who's not even a fantasy football player, but he's in here for the NFL conversation. And Jared, go watch my Washington football team. Maybe get Lamar Jackson video. I think that might help you um, have something to to look forward to in case that happens. But I, I appreciate you. All right. Um. I think the phone lines are working now. Yeah, dial in. We should be good to go. Let's close this. I got so many windows open. That's that's probably one reason why my system's kind of crashing. Look at all the friend emojis and, and bro fists you got here, bro. Steven says, sure, call in, talk football. Steven, we're going to have to throttle you a little bit. You just, you're, you, we need a little dose of Steven, but. We, we got to have it in, in doses. We got a lot of people saying you just don't let anybody talk. And Steven, you're an angel. You're an absolute angel. You got thicker skin than this, this two-inch table right here that I'm working with. And so we love you, but you will be on some sort of, uh, I don't know, timer 
and then you can call back in after your timers. Uh, it's almost like a permanent timeout, uh, a running timeout clock. clock. <laughs> There's no way my smart thoughts ever get read with low mat. With low massive, <laughs> this family is LOL. What are you talking about, Matt? You might want to rewrite that. What's up, Rockout? <laughs> What's up? Um, as far as the next, Tim Brown, I, I'll probably go Watson right now. It's like the quarterback situation a little bit better than Atlanta. Yeah, I mean, I guess you got to weigh out the pros and cons of Christian Watson going in round five with a little bit better quarterback situation. Some would say they don't like uh, the quarterback situation, but you got to ask yourself, like, what what is better? You know, what's better to have the fifth or sixth round Drake London value with maybe a, a more questionable quarterback situation, or would you rather have Christian Watson a round or two earlier? So it's kind of a catch twenty two. You know, there, there's a pro and a con. But I, I hear what you're saying. I get what you're throwing down, bro. But the, these are yeah. them. These are them. These guys are them, bro. These are the next, um, in my opinion, these guys are the next St. Brown. And, and, I, and I think all the guys on list deserve to be talked about, and they're all very, very arguable. Like if someone wanted to come in here and say Alave still is the next, because what, what's the difference between Alave and Watson? One round? You know, like one could say, hey, I'll pay that extra round price and still get what I considered to be the next St. Brown. I just think because he's a round three guy, sometimes can go round two. I just think these are the more logical ties to St. Brown. Yeah. Um, let's go yeah, to... Uh, you, get, you what? I was like, if you can get Alave and Watson, you're, you're smooth sailing from there. Bro... I understand everyone's got different opinions, and I'm okay with people not liking this London and Watson as your number, your wide receiver one and two. But I just, I, I smile ear to ear. I, I, I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm, I've got the Gray's Book Sports Almanac when I can put Watson in my round four draft slot, uh, London in my round five draft slot, maybe even Kyle Pitts in the round six draft slot, and get that trio, that tripod. Of of goodness, <laughs> while all all while not touching my first, second, and third round picks, I just feel like it's almost cheating. You know, it is. Rock out, uh, or sorry, the Bruce. What's up, hey Smitty? You're I live. was wondering if you seen that <clears throat> that interview DK Metcalf did. It was either today or two days ago, where he said if the Seahawks draft a quarterback. It's like a slap in the face to Geno Smith. Uh, repeat what he said. He said that if the Seahawks draft a quarterback, it would be a slap in the face to Geno Smith. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it would be. I mean, let's 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 look at. It. I mean, I don't think that's crazy at all. I think it's almost borderline stupidity to not feel that way. <laughs> you know, like look at look at look at this right here. I mean. Is it borderline stupidity to do it? No, because I don't know that I fully believe in Geno Smith. But is it borderline stupidity to argue that not that drafting a quarterback at number five isn't a slap in the face? That is borderline stupidity. But is it stupidity to do it and execute it? No, because I don't. I I think if I if I was the Seahawks and Anthony Richardson were sitting there, I would take him. I would take him. That is borderline stupidity not to take him. There's a lot of stupidity going around, Bruce. 
if you get what I'm saying. But but to oh, yeah. to to act like that won't piss off Geno, and 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 really at the end of the day, they shouldn't have signed Geno Smith if they end up getting Richardson at five, or you know they they should have they should have franchised like you, you do that with a franchise tag move, you franchise tag and then you draft maybe the 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 guy that's going to take his place. But to ink Geno to a big deal, then draft Anthony Richardson is a poor yeah. use of resources because if you believed in Gino enough to give him the bag, you can support him in an amazing fashion with that number five overall pick, like getting a JSN, getting an offensive lineman, getting the one of the best defensive players, if not the best defensive player in the draft, depending on the card, what the Cardinals do. But to pay Gino the amount of money you're paying him and then draft a quarterback at five sends a big, weird message. So... Would I do it? Yeah, because I feel like it was a mistake to sign Gino to that big fat contract, and, and and I don't like the idea. Similar to the, to the um, what was the other talk? Uh, like for example, taking a quarterback with with golf, like you're either riding golf or you're not. You're either riding Jimmy G or you're not. To sign Jimmy G to a, to the contract that they signed him to. I think you shouldn't have done that if you're going to draft a quarterback at seven. You're sending weird messages with a top ten overall pick, and you're going to potentially put your your quarterback in a vulnerable spot by by taking a top ten overall quarterback talent in the top ten of the NFL draft. It's just a ridiculous move, but at the same time, at this point in time, knowing what we know right now, regardless of what the team did prior to the NFL draft, if you get Anthony Richardson, you take him. It's just not a good a good thing for Geno. Okay, yeah, because I was wondering what your thoughts on, on what uh, DK said. I was like, well, maybe he's just sticking up for his guy or... No, I mean, Geno's... You know. Look, DK's right, but it doesn't mean DK probably down deep doesn't say, I'd rather have, I'd rather have Anthony Richardson at the, at the end of the day. But is it a slap in the face? Yeah. Like, where did Jordan Love get taken? What was his actual draft slot? Let's see. Jordan was like 24. Yeah, Jordan Love draft selection. I think you're right. It was like 20. What was it? That... Uh, Jordan Love, 26 overall. <laughs> 26 yeah, overall. And that sent... Aaron Rodgers on a tirade, and rightfully so. They didn't even call him. They didn't text him. And someone could say they don't owe him that. They don't need to call him and text him. Yeah, you do. If you're running a football team and you're trying to keep your quarterback happy, you don't draft a quarterback in, in the first round and not tell your quarterback and try and get his opinion on it. Like, hey, we're going to do this because, and would you mentor him? Are you on board with this? We will only do it if you're on board with it. We'll still do it, but let's ask him. We'll do it only if you're on board with it. That's the proper way to handle a drafting of Jordan Love with Aaron Rodgers on the team. If Aaron Rodgers felt slapped in the face at number 20, what was it again, 26 overall, 20, what was it? 26 overall? If Aaron Rodgers felt slapped in the face at 26 overall, this little gnat that's on his shoulder, which that's all Jordan Love was was like a, a little fly. You know, like, J- Jordan Love wasn't going to threaten Aaron Rodgers. Maybe the Packers thought so. But Aaron Rodgers just went. But it bothered him because of the principle of it. If you if he's bothered at 26 overall, imagine what Geno's going to feel or how he's going to... Now, granted, Geno's feel feels lucky enough to be in the position he's in, so maybe he handles it well. 
You know, and the, and the same could be said for like Danny Dimes. Someone tells me if someone tells me, and look, the Giants picked twenty-five overall. What if Hendon Hooker is sitting there at twenty-five? I don't even know if he'll last that far. But I think Dable would have the respect enough to talk to Danny Dimes about it. But Danny Dimes and Geno are both very different quarterbacks than Aaron Rodgers. So maybe they handle it okay. And they say, look, it's fine. It is what it is. Like, I feel fortunate enough to be in the position I'm in. If I got to train Anthony Richardson and I'm Geno Smith, I'm getting paid a bag that I never thought I was going to get. I got a second chance. Totally different situation. But is it a slap in the face? Yeah. 26 overall was a slap in the face. Five overalls, a punch to the gut and a slap in the face and even a licking of the hand and slapping of the face. That's like pulling someone's shirt over their head, punching them in the gut, licking your hand and slapping them across the face, bro. This is more than a slap well, in the face. Rodgers had to feel what Far felt when they drafted him. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it happens. But can you imagine if Hennon Hooker landed in, in New York with Dable? That would be great. That would be great. Can you imagine if Dable traded up for Anthony Richardson? I wanted that more than anything. And I don't think that will even remotely be talked to like in a, it's not even come close to happening now but if let's say they franchise tag Danny Dimes and sign Barkley the flip uh Barkley to the long-term deal then you're talking about okay they want Dimes for one year they could trade up for Anthony Richardson the Giants where the Giants would be three years from now would be so dramatically different if Dable got his hands on Anthony Richardson versus playing with Danny Dimes you know, he's molding and sculpting Danny Dimes. He's only going to get so much out of him. He's done a very good job. I feel like I've been wrong on Danny Dimes a little bit. I felt like I was wrong on Gino a little bit. I think we all kind of feel that way. I think we're all expecting uh, a total like collapse for Danny Dimes. And Dable did really good. Dable's such a good coach and very good with quarterbacks. So at the end of the day... You know, I trust Dable enough to say it's going to work. But, man, Anthony Richardson in the hands of Dable would be the best possibility of outcomes for Anthony Richardson. And same thing with Hendon Hooker. Same thing with uh, Levis. Like, if, if Dable can get one of those guys to put behind dimes, then let's go. And, and yeah, and, and same thing with Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll is such a, as Thomas said, a genius. What he did with Geno, what he did with Russell Wilson. Look, Russell Wilson turned into a pumpkin once he left the hands of, of Pete Carroll. Now, Sean Payton's also a genius, so maybe he's able to to sculpt this putty again and, and put Wilson in a position to do well and look good. But, I don't know, I'm a little more skeptical of Sean Payton fixing Wilson than like I would have been Dable having his hands on Anthony Richardson and being able to mold him. But we'll see. I, I certainly think that Sean Payton's good enough to get the most out of Russ Wilson. And, you know, when Russell Wilson does these accuracy competitions at the Pro Bowl and all that, he reminds you how good he is physically, mechanically, um, accuracy-wise. Like, he's a, he's a dime dropper, you know? Like, Russell Wilson should be called Russell Dimes. I mean, he throws these nice little teardrops. Maybe Raindrop Russ. I don't know if that's even a nickname people use for him. But Raindrop Russ, <laughs> he just drops these little raindrops into the corner, and he's really good at it. Like, we should give Russell Wilson a little more credit than we do because we like to make fun of 
his antics and his let let's ride and his fake high fives yeah. to fake fans and like he's weird man and I didn't notice how weird Russell Wilson was until last year. I feel like I dropped the ball in my psychological my psych degree that I bring to the table. I feel like I dropped the ball. I was on the clock and I didn't see this coming. I didn't see the instability that I kind of feel like I see now in Russell Wilson. And that's on me. That's on my watch. I let some of you draft Russell Wilson last year and I had no idea that there was a we needed to do an assessment. Um, George from the Bay, you're live. Manny, what's up, man? I want to play uh, devil's advocate to the topic of the video. What, what, to what? To, to the next St. Brown? Yeah, so, you know, I've got some pretty good strong leans on these quarterbacks here. And, like, pairing up the quarterbacks, I would definitely go Olave is the first guy I would want to take out of all five of these guys. Um, you know, the thing about Jordan Love is he looked good in the preseason and like we're kind of banking on him having a good year for Watson to have a good year, right? And then the Ritter situation, it's like I don't, I'm not a believer in Ritter either. So it's like I don't I don't know. I'd probably stay away from Watson based on his ADP and London off his ADP, and I feel more comfortable taking Olave because he's got a better quarterback in, in car. Well, no one said to not feel comfortable taking Olave. I basically said Olave's the best pick in the draft almost. You know, so Olave's fan. But if we're trying to find the definition of St. Brown, Olave almost doesn't count because he's living in three and sometimes goes in two. So that's why Olave's been eliminated. I didn't take him off the screen. And Olave is probably one of the best draft selections you can have in 2023 fantasy football, period. End of story. This guy guy could be... Garrett Wilson, the Garrett Wilson value is... I feel like it's dependent on Rodgers, obviously. I mean, if Zach Wilson's the quarterback again, it's like, are you really going to bank on taking Wilson in the first or second round? No, but but Garrett Garrett Wilson's also, you know, a first-rounder now. So these guys don't qualify, Alave and Garrett Wilson, to the question at hand. That's why they're... Like, Garrett Wilson is a top five to ten wide receiver... Aaron Rodgers is going to be a New York Jet, or they're going to have Lamar Jackson. There's no way this doesn't happen because it's what Aaron Rodgers wants. And what is Green Bay going to do? Just blow this whole deal? Um, or, or, and if they do, then the the Jets will have moved on to Lamar. Like, I think that's the only option at the end of the day. Could I see Aaron Rodgers getting flustered and just retiring? Maybe. Like, that would be the only scenario I can think of. But the Packers can't have Jordan Love and Aaron Rodgers on the roster. If they do, let's say they call the bluff of everything, and and then all of a sudden the Jets are like, we're out. We're going after Lamar. Then all of a sudden the Packers are, yeah, maybe they make a huge miscalculation. But they can't keep both of them on the roster. Not only do they have to pay Aaron Rodgers a, a total, a ton of money, um, they're trying to potentially lay that off on two years anyway is why I think yeah. part of the reason is they don't want to trade before June 1. But, again, end of day, I think it's happening. Either the, either it's happening or the Jets have already gone, got Lamar. So I think it's hard to imagine the Jets not having one of the two. And I'm feeling comfortable enough to bank on that. But, again, the reason Garrett Wilson's not in the St. Brown conversation, he's, he's a first-rounder. He can't be. Alave is oftentimes a second or third. He's one of the best picks in fantasy football 2023, but he can't really be categorized as the next St. Brown, I don't think. I mean, you you could so, argue so in terms of in, in terms of your your take on who's the next Amon Ross St. Brown, it's based on your ADP and you think it's going to be either Watson or London or possibly Pickens. 
Yeah, Pickens is a great candidate. JSN is a great candidate. Every single player on here deserves to be talked about. We just kind of shot down by definition these two guys, even though they're amazing. It's just because, I mean, if you want to say the next St. Brown, but just at a higher cost, Chris Chris Olave's the guy. Plain and simple, but we did define it during this conversation at the beginning. Right. As you know what? Let's dig deeper. Let's find another fifth rounder. You know, and if we got to squeeze it to the fourth round, is it justifiable calling Watson the next so how St. Much, Brown? How much does the quarterback? How much does the quarterback play into your decision when you make that decision? Well, I mean, bad teams throw the ball a lot, bro, in the third and fourth quarter. And Ritter proved right. enough to me to say, okay, the touchdowns weren't there, but the connection was, the yardage was. I mean, London had a really strong yardage finish, bro. I don't know if you've looked at his his game log, but he literally had um, a, like more impressive finish than I think people realize. Let me put his stats on. He just didn't have the touchdowns, and and that is a problem. But if he had the touchdowns, he'd be going in the third round. Like if he had had the touchdowns, we yeah, think he could get. Watson, Watson was a Watson was a touchdown machine last. Year. Watson it was a Debo Samuel, and I, and I don't care what anybody says about that comparison. Like, oh, yeah, that's a bold take. Take out however you want. It's the facts. And I'll and I'll, I'll show that in a second, too. He was Debo Samuel-esque in 2023. And that's why I love Watson, or 2022, is Watson has that potential to get you two to three to four rushing touchdowns and 200 to 300 rushing yards. That may not seem like a ton to somebody, um, but 300 yards and three to four, Two to two to four touchdowns is a lot of points to just add on to a. Let's say he only has seven touchdowns receiving because of um, the quarterback play. But look at look at Chris Olave, bro. In, in week thirteen, before the bye week, ninety five yards. Then a bye week. Week fifteen, seventy yards. Week sixteen, ninety six yards. Week seventeen, forty seven yards. Week eighteen, one hundred and twenty yards. That is a pretty big sample to suggest that weeks 13 through 18, he was pretty much, from a yardage perspective, straight fire. Like, that is that is a phenomenal finish for a, a rookie that has a, a Ritter, you know, a, a quarterback thrown in without even... It sounds like he's got a disease or something. He's got the Ritter. <laughs> London's got the Ritter! Um, he's, got, he's got the Ritter, and the Ritter even allowed him... To pull in a like that's elite wide receiver yardage. Like I don't even know. Let's just extrapolate that over. I know it's not a, a, a safe game to play because it's not a huge sample. But if we take this and extrapolate it over the course of seventeen games, so one, two, three, four, five, four hundred twenty. Is that right? Four hundred twenty-eight yards divided by five is eighty-five yards a game times seventeen is fourteen fifty-five. And to be honest with wow. you, I don't think that's that big of a stretch. Thirteen fifty. I think he has thirteen hundred and fifty yards. And the 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 question for London will be: Is it six touchdowns? Is it five touchdowns? Or could it be ten? Could Ritter could Ritter with the full offseason be competent enough to say, "Hey, you know, I'm 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 not a great quarterback, but I'm a good quarterback. I'm a I'm a decent quarterback." And the Falcons love him. I'm not saying the Falcons are right, but we also yeah. haven't seen Ritter perform with Pitts and London both on the field really so how so the much other thing that, the other thing that overcompensates for like the lack of touchdowns is receptions per game so 
how many receptions do you think he would have this year? Like over 100? Well, let's extrapolate that because I think it's a fair assessment for a quarterback that's probably going to improve. If someone says I can't extrapolate this data, then I ask you what can I extrapolate because this this kid, Ritter, didn't have Kyle Pitts on the field, bro. So at the same yep. time, you could say that, that he's going to be a whole lot better when Kyle Pitts is letting Drake London stretch the field, you know? So one, two, three, four, what do we say? Five games, 31 receptions. That is 6.2 a game times 17. That's 105. So 100, he was on pace for, he was on pace for 105 receptions and uh, about 1,400 plus yards from weeks 13 through 18. And that's including that 70-yard game, that 47-yard game. I'm not trying to cherry pick the, the games in there. I just went straight from his when he started bowling out. He got 12 targets in that week 13 game. 12 targets, bro. Um, do you know how many targets he got the next game? 11. So London's wow. in a prime position. And we've seen, like, think back of Anquan, Bol- Anquan Bolden, his rookie year in Arizona. Um, that was the first time we saw a rookie wide receiver kind of, like, deliver in the way he did on a bad team. And it kind of made people reassess the the whole, like, okay, he's on a bad team. He can't do well. Well, you're a wide receiver playing on a team that's throwing the ball in the third and fourth quarter. You're going to get sometimes those 12 targets and only six receptions. Like, that's not a great ratio, but <laughs> it's 12 targets. And, and if Ritter if Ritter has pits on the field, Ritter's going to be better. If Ritter's got pits on the field, London's going to be better. You know, like, there's yeah. going to be more defensive attention spread around. So, I, you know, and and I don't I think this is a pipe dream at this point, but we're still not sure that they don't look into Lamar again. I mean, they, Arthur Blank made it pretty clear, and he kind of insulted Lamar. And I doubt that Lamar even would want to go there, but maybe, maybe there's some smoke going on there. I, I doubt it. But who, who's the uh, who, who's the second receiver in Atlanta? Is it a no-name guy? Um, the second receiver in Atlanta is um, Matt, I think Matt Col- Matt Collins now. Um, oh, Matt Collins. Yeah. I, I believe he. I mean, they could they could take JSN in the draft. They could. They could. I, I kind of hope they don't in a way, but I mean, Kyle Pitts yeah. and yeah, they they could though. I mean, they they like Ritter enough. I could see them wanting to support him. But if we go back to to the uh, to the, let's go to the Christian Watson debate here. So Christian Watson, this guy was Debo Samuel esque, bro. And I know, I know you don't know, you don't like Jordan Love enough, but I kind of am giving Jordan Love the stamp of approval. If anybody's unsure, and they they are, you know, saying Smitty, I'll trust you. It's not that I think he's going to be a top five or six or seven quarterback, but if we take a look at what he did um, when he was on the field, and we only have a very small sample, it was a touchdown pass. <laughs> To, to Christian Watson, Jordan Love and Christian Watson. So the the sample size is obviously not a great sample size, but at least we have that. Like, what if we didn't have that? Then we'd be like, I don't know. So let's take a look at Christian Watson's game log. And, and there's not a ton of running to look at. I mean, part of his big running production stat line came in one game on one carry. He had a 46-yard scamper. So when you say he had... Uh, 80 yards and a touch and two touchdowns, you know, 46 of them came on one run, but they started to use him more. And I think he's got a lot of upside on the ground. 
So like two carries, one carry, one carry, one carry, one carry, one carry. Like he's getting like at least one carry, I would say, every other game at a very worst case scenario. But I could see them starting to give him one to two carries a game, which would be enough to give him that extra like 150 to 200 yards and two or three or four touchdowns on the ground. But if you look at uh, Christian Watson, this is London's. Let me get London's stats off the screen here. If we look at Christian Watson's game log from last year, um, didn't really get going at all until week 10. And after week 10, look at his week 10, 11, 12, 13 production. This is back-to-back-to-back-to-back games. No spacing, no cherry-picking. Four straight games from week 10, 11, 12, 13. He had 107 and three touchdowns, 48 and two touchdowns, 110 and one touchdown, and 48 yards and one touchdown. And I believe it was the 48 yard and one touchdown game when he had the 46 yard touchdown run. So essentially, he had three, two, one, and two touchdown totals in those four games. And that's just too big of a sample to trip and fall into. Someone having back-to-back fluky games, that happens all the time, especially in week one. There's always some outlier in week one that does like some amazing you know, week one and week two performance, and then they fall off. Four straight games of three touchdowns, two touchdowns, one touchdown, two touchdowns, two 100-yard games, 46-yard run, and then, yeah, he kind of he didn't score a receiving touchdown again, but dude, dude had 104 yards in one game, dropped a touchdown, uh, or, or ran the wrong route with Aaron Rodgers during uh, one of those games, and Aaron Rodgers got pissed off, but in a way that was like he earned Aaron Rodgers' respect by that end of that season. He wasn't doghoused after running that route. It was more like a, a publicly fun you know, running joke that they had. He could have got another touchdown, but he ran the wrong route. Watson matured so fast you know, in this, this season. Yeah, I think out of all those wide receivers that you're talking about, the one quarterback I trust the most is going to be Love. Yeah. Uh, what else? What else you got? Let's go over to Rock Out real quick. Rock Out. What else? What do you got, pal? Um, what what receiver you think needs uh, a second receiver take a coverage off? For him to succeed as far as his offense goes. Wait, what? Who? What? Well, what? What wide receiver two can can uh, what wide receiver one can survive without a decent wide receiver two? What wide receiver in all of fantasy can survive that can survive without a wide receiver two? Um, Cooper Cup. Um, dig, digs. I would say Lamb to a degree. I would say you know if something happened to Devonte Smith, AJ Brown could. If something happened to AJ Brown, Devonte Smith could. Big correlation is the the having the quarterback in place. So T Higgins could if Jamar Chase went down. Um, Devonte Adams used to be that guy. Now he's not. Christian Watson Michael potentially. Pittman. Um, yeah, Michael Pittman to a degree, but we saw last year it didn't really happen to the level people wanted. Uh, DK, Metcalf, um, maybe Evans, you know, but yeah. we'll see. Uh, DJ Moore, 
Hopkins potentially. I mean, those are probably the, the guys that, that fit that bill most. But I love DJ Moore this year. I think he's going to have a huge year. He should. Yeah. He should. I mean, he's got every reason to. I, I absolutely love um, – You know what? What we got going on there? What else you guys got? All right, the phone lines are open. Hey, if it, anybody wants to dial in, we're doing it live. Smitty. Yeah. What do we think of Jerry Judy this year with Sean Payton there? Um, oh, man. I, I'm not a big fan of Jerry Judy right now. I, I did, I did like him a lot. I did think Jerry Judy was going to be. An absolute beast at the NFL level. I really did. Um, I think at the end of the day, he's still got upside, but it seems like they're potentially not believing in him. To the, you know, they're talking about trading him, and then they talk. Or people suggest they're talking about trading him, and then they take that back and and kind of set the record straight that they're probably not moving anybody. But then you hear another report, and then you hear somebody that you feel like's got good in- information that they would listen. Um, that doesn't sound good. Doesn't sound like they're ultra confident in Judy. Not to mention he can't. He's got to prove he can stay healthy. He's had a lot of opportunity and he hasn't really capitalized fully. I like him a lot, but you know who he reminds me of? Sammy Watkins. Sammy Watkins had so much potential, but it just didn't really translate, and it sucks because Judy is one of the best route runners in the National Football League, which is crazy. You know, it's crazy to not see it translate. But but Judy, I'm not sold on Sutton. I'm not sold on... I'm not going near a single Denver Bronco until that's cleaned up and fixed. You know, I'll, I'll let somebody else experiment with Denver Bronco players. Except for Javante. Javante falls to uh, a territory where I don't need him to be my number two running back right away. Like example, you draft Derrick Henry in round three. Especially in a best ball. And then you draft Javante Williams. Well, now you have two players that can cross pass in your lineup, and that's a potential good move, especially in best ball. But I don't, I yeah, don't I've love getting, any. I've been getting Bronco. Javante late in like the tenth or eleventh round in a lot of drafts. Yeah, if you can, that's home run. That's home run material. Now, granted, that could be affected a little bit by who they bring in in, in an NFL draft, you know, selection, or if they bring in like Zeke Elliott. Zeke Elliott. Looked pretty, like admittedly, looked pretty good in his workout footage that got released on Instagram. There's some footage of, of Zeke Elliott. He looked pretty quick. But he'll fall apart really quickly. His his mileage is crazy. But, like, if you put yeah. Zeke Elliott in a certain situation, I could see him scoring, like, seven or eight touchdowns on low yardage, you know, which isn't great. It's just, like, that could be a running back three or four. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying I'm changing my tune on Zeke at all. He's a shell of himself, and and he's got so much mileage. He can look as good as he wants, and with no pads on out there cutting. Uh, I'm just saying. I mer- merely feel like okay, his his step looks okay, but his mileage is so big. Zeke's gonna break and fall apart. But if you put Zeke like in Chicago, Cincinnati, Buffalo, Philadelphia. Those are pretty good environments for him to maybe rack up like six to seven or eight touchdowns, but definitely not, definitely not a big uh, you know Zeke Elliott believer at all going forward. But I just thought I'd mention that because I saw it. I'm like, hey, look, doesn't look bad considering everything, you know. But uh, 
yeah, Judy, not not a huge fan. Somebody said in here, Jamison Williams, the next Amon Ra St. Brown. Uh, honestly, um, you could say that. You could say that Jamison Williams replaces Amon Ra as the next Amon Ra St. Brown. I think what would have to happen, though, is some sort of injury, and we're not really predicting that in the prediction today. So if, if let's say, um, let's say an injury occurred to St. Brown, then I, I could throw Jamison Williams into this mix for sure. I, I like we him a lot. We don't hope for injuries here, though. Yeah, and plus St. Brown, like, that guy's such a monster. He's such a workout. I know he'd struggle with injury last year, and the running joke from, from me was this guy won't get hurt. How is this guy going to get hurt? His dad's Mr. Universe back-to-back <laughs> years and <laughs> yeah. trains this kid to be an absolute monster, and his mentality is like dog. He's a dog. Just going to go out and destroy anybody, and he knows everybody that got drafted before him, and he stares at, across the sideline at him like they did something wrong because they got drafted ahead of him. He's just got a dog mentality. So I was the running joke was this guy can't get hurt, and then he got hurt. But I think he does have the potential to be one of the more healthy wide receivers in the National Football League given his work ethic, given his dad. Given the pedigree, given the the you know the workout mentality, the the uh, athleticism. I mean, St. Brown is he's got it. He's a dog, and and I love him. I think he climbs like Garrett Wilson climbs a little too high for my my liking. Not that I won't take him, but it's it's a bummer when you see Garrett Wilson at eight. It's a bummer when you see St. Brown in round two because it just limits the ability to hit a home run. It's like more like, okay, they could still earn that. I still love Garrett Wilson. I still love St. Brown. Not predicting their bust from that value, but you almost have to hit, have them hit a home run to get your value back, which they can do. And sometimes you take picks like that, right? If you're drafting, um, you know, JT at nine, he kind of needs to you know, hit a home run, but he he definitely could. Um, drafting Tyreek Hill at five or six overall, you're not getting a steal of the draft there. And he has to kind of you know hit a home run for you to get your value back, but you're okay with it. You feel pretty good about it. So I feel the same way about St. Brown, like at the 24 or 25 overall draft slot. Like I feel like he can earn it very easily, but it doesn't feel home run like Garrett Wilson at eight. He could earn it, but it doesn't feel home run like. So it kind of sucks. But we capitalized on Garrett Wilson for a big part of the offseason in best ball drafts. So not just dynasty settings, but best ball. We drafted Garrett Wilson over and over and over when he was a third rounder, climbed into second, climbed into the mid-second, climbed into the, into the top of second, and now he lives and resides in round one. Well, from a redraft perspective, we didn't exactly miss out. We got to draft him on Underdog Fantasy, promo code SMITTY, best ball drafts all offseason long, and I feel like a lot of you capitalized in Dynasty trading form, so congratulations to the moon. To the moon. <laughs> Um, let's answer this call here. We got a caller from, um, and then Frankie, you're going to be next, bro. We got a caller from the one, I'm sorry, the 208. Who are we talking to? Hey, Smitty, this is Jared Taylor. What's up, Jared? What's going on? <laughs> What's up? What can I do uh, for you? Calling in to say hi. I appreciate you letting me hang out. The non fantasy football player as of now yep oh oh jared 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 okay i, hey, I was like what's up, buddy? 
Jared, I got I got so many I got so many people that have the same names and that call in like I didn't put it together. Um, Jared, uh, he, he was like, yeah, yeah, Jared, the guy that doesn't play fantasy football, and he's just the hanging out. Fan. Yeah, Jared, yep. I, pr- I yep. appreciate you. Yes, same well, here, Jared. Well, yeah, you're welcome. I appreciate you guys letting me hang out. Um, Forty-five year old Redskins football team, Commanders fan. You know the team's been sold. Uh, well, <laughs> reports say it's been sold. So, so we'll see. Uh, I'm excited for that. Definitely excited for that for change. Hey, Jared. Um, Jared, let me ask you a question. Um, did you see my Lamar Jackson's a possibility still for the Washington Commanders video? I was just about ready to comment on that. Um, well, I think you were you were streaming last night sometime, and I was here. You were talking about it. A little bit um, there, but I yeah. did another video this morning that dropped that basically says that, like, it's not a, it's not something that's likely to happen, but when people say, hey, what happens if Aaron Rodgers falls through? What happens if Lamar Jackson's available after the NFL draft? Well, with new ownership coming in, and I believe all that can't get done until May's owners meeting. When the May, in May, the owners meeting, they'll vote on the new, the new owners and approve it. So you're looking at um, an after-the-draft scenario where if Lamar's still there and you have Magic and the boys coming in to kind of like right the ship and clean things up, this whole we-don't-want-Lamar mentality is the old regime. And so I think Lamar's landing spot in Washington would be, that would be one of the best landing spots. And so I'm hoping for you, bro. Uh, I don't know how much you like Lamar, but you've got to like him more than the situation you have right now. I like Sam Howell, though. If, like, you got to go down that road, Sam Howell's a sleeper. But if you could get Lamar Jackson with Terry McLaurin, Dotson, um, you guys have a pretty good team. You just can't see anything develop because you don't have a quarterback. You can't you can't do anything without a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Okay. Very, 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 very fair point, Terry. I agree, uh you know, uh, as far as Lamar Jackson, I, he, he was an MVP, correct? Yeah. And, and he and he uh, has he won a Super Bowl. Um, I don't watch much Ravens football. Um, yeah, he he's he he could. Think, you guys think, would be Super Bowl contenders, though. I'm not saying you necessarily win one with Lamar, but you'd have the best shot you could ever have in the. In this, in, in, with the team you have, and with the options that I can imagine for you guys, like I just can't see, I can't see you guys getting like the number one overall pick next year because I think your team's good enough to win games. So you're just going to be in the same boat every year. You're never going to have the number one overall pick unless you trade up for it. Um, you're never going to get the chance to have that that one elite rookie quarterback. So maybe Hennon Hooker, you take him and you develop him, and you got Sam Howell and Hennon Hooker. I'm not saying you can't figure out a way, um, but Lamar's there for the taking. He's sitting right there. He's available. This doesn't happen very often. So I, if if I'm the Washington Commanders and I'm new ownership coming in, what like I explained in my video, what what person out of all the owners or player or people involved in ownership, what what owner can you uh, envision? Having a different stance on Lamar and being like, this is, you know, he's got to be somewhere. This is the MVP. This is a guy that deserves to get, you know, what he's asking for. Probably a former player. 
uh, former professional player is going to have that same mentality. So ma- magic, magic yeah. So magic Ma- I could, I could see magic, magic coming in and saying, "Guys, we got to get Lamar Jackson. This is ridiculous. He's being he's being uh, unfairly treated, and part of it's Lamar's fault. You know, no agent is just stupidity. But I think Magic and the boys are gonna say, "Let's walk in and just smash this one right out of the park from day one." Let's solve the one problem that's obviously the glaring problem that's been holding the, the franchise back like a curse. Let's solve it in one swoop. One fail swoop. You know? I think who I think do you it, think who, listen, sorry to interrupt you. Let me jump in real quick. Yeah. Like who who do you who can you think of it's uh, the similar plays a similar type of uh, style of football, uh, or who did I should say Compared to, uh, to uh, Lamar Jackson, that would be it would be RG three in 2012. I guarantee we were winning the Super Bowl if he wouldn't have got injured against the Seahawks. Now Lamar Jackson's the closest thing I could. Now if he if we run we run the same style of offense with Terry McLaurin and, and Jahan Dotson and Brian Robinson. Oh, Smitty, you got me. You know I, I've said it before. I've said it in your streams. I've said it plenty before. So anybody you know it's that's listening, that's, that's uh, on the stream, uh, that have seen me said the same thing, that I don't I don't uh, like Lamar Jackson. I don't think he's good. I have I've said that. Um, I know I'm wrong. I know I'm, I'm completely wrong. The guy's on an MVP. No, you're uh, not. You're not wrong. You're not. You're not wrong, bro. Well, it's I'm an just, opinion. You know, I'm going. I'm going off of what I. I seen myself. I don't really. I watch all. You see, I watch stuff and, and all the critics and, and all yeah. that. What have you? And and I'm, I'm going off of what I seen myself. I well, look back last year, the year before, and he, he there was a couple games he yeah. lost. He didn't look too. Maybe he was injured anyway. All right, hang, hang tight there, Jerry. We'll, we'll get to you. We'll, we'll swing back around to you. Um, heating podcast. Oh, he he hung up right at the wrong time. You had your time to shine, Heating. Where'd you go? Let's go to Tyler real quick. Tyler, you're live. You can hang right there, um, yeah, I Jared. I want to make a quick comment regarding Lamar and yeah. Magic Johnson. What Magic has gone through, he'd look straight at Lamar with a golden ticket and say, hey, Lamar, here's a golden ticket. Sign here and name your price. Yeah, I think, I think, he's, <laughs> I think he's going to be very pro-player. And, and I think he's going to be very pro superstar player because he he was a superstar. He was bigger than you know life on the court, and so I, I have a feeling that he's going to have that similar mentality to solving the quarterback position. Not that Magic will have the final say, but if he's part of this ownership and they're going to lean to him for you know some of these decisions because they're a couple billionaires that you know are going to want his input. I really I really Not- feel. I really feel like that this is going to be a conversation that can be had as long as Lamar is patient enough to wait out the NFL draft. Because as I mentioned over and over and over and over and over and over and over, that the NFL draft is a critical tipping point for Lamar's interest to kick back into gear because the teams that need a quarterback don't live at the end of the draft. They live at the beginning of the draft. And nobody wants to give up an early draft pick if they can wait just another uh, month 
And then now when they make their offer sheet offer to Lamar, it doesn't have to include these early picks. It, has to, it includes a, a, an arbitrary, you know, unknown draft selection in 2024 in the first round and an unknown draft selection slot in 2025. So I think the the Washington Commanders would be stupid with new ownership to not go after Lamar Jackson. It's just a... It it it's not like it's the, he's the best quarterback in the Naf- National Football League, but he's the best quarterback, even remotely close. No, no one's even remotely close for this situation for the Washington Commanders. Like they're a good team. Like the not Washington Commanders that. are a, he was co- a half owner with the Dodgers, so he has experience dealing with well, yeah. people of Lamar Jackson's caliber. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, let, hold on one second. Let's go to, to uh, Tyler, and then we'll go to heating. Tyler, did you have anything else you wanted to add to this? Yeah. Um, if you compared Lamar's and Magic Johnson's even life, they're similar. And, you know, he was a partial owner with the Dodgers, so he's used to dealing with people of Lamar Jackson's caliber. Yeah. So he's used to saying, okay, here is what I want from you. You want this from me. Sign here. Yeah, I think it could, it could work out. Let's go to Heating real quick. Heating, what's up, pal? Smitty, I got my pick for who's um, the next Amon Ra. I think uh, it's either going to be Paris Campbell, who's arguably the number one receiver on the Giants now, or Traylon Burks coming back for a redemption story. Hmm. Yeah, I'm not sold on those, but bro, that's why we play the game, you know. And and, and my Amon Ross St. Brown predictions look pretty silly to a lot of people before those, you know, played out. So trust your gut for sure. Burks is definitely a guy a lot of people do like, though. So you might you might be right on that one. I'm just not ready to commit to Burks yet. He failed me too greatly. Uh, Shoddy's back in the house, by the way. Shoddy, Shoddy, we we appreciate you being here. Um, I'm doing great, Terry. I'm home from jail. I have a baby on the way, so things are great, brother. I still have the same old job, but I am a, I am I am good good buddy. Uh, Shoddy, second chance, Shoddy. Let's give him a round of applause, Shoddy. We believe in you, pal. You're gonna stay on this great path that you're on, and we're we're super glad to have you back, Shoddy. To the moon. Let's give him a round. Shoddy, appreciate you. Okay, I'm sorry. Someone was talking. Was that heating? Yeah. I was saying I would I would put Wandale up there too, but I think he had a little bit of a breakout season last year before he got hurt. Mm. Yeah, Wandale Robinson is pretty good. If I had to dig deep, bro, if you wanted me to dig like super, super duper deep, I would say Sky Moore feels like a guy that oh, could yeah. be, you know, the next. Like if I got to go super deep, I'd say Sky Moore. I would say Jordan Addison, Zay Flowers. You know, obviously those rookies. I would, if I had to go even deeper, Dotson could be one of them. Dotson's got a lot of upside. But Sky Moore feels like so far the the deepest wide receiver down that I could find. Hodgins, Isaiah Hodgins, you know, I don't think he'll be that good, but I do like him. Uh, Man, I don't know if I can find anybody any deeper than that. Tank Dell? Do you think Saquon would get moved for a wide receiver? Um, No. Because he's... The contract uh, issues? No, I don't think so. I mean, anything's possible, but it's hard to trade running backs, man. 
especially with this draft class being so so solid. And there's not a lot yeah, of. It's the second best running back in the league. I know, but the first. Yeah, but you you have about three or four suitors, so the odds of it going down are a lot lower because there's really no there's no landing spots. I mean, if we look at the the running back uh, free agency board here, um, I don't know if I've updated this entirely. I think it is. Um, there's three. I have five here. I got to update the the graphic here. There's three landing spots that need RBs. I mean, you could argue like Arizona could use a, a guy like that and they just bump Connor to the side. I'm not saying there aren't some like sketchy rooms that could potentially like no offense, Jer- Jared, put your earmuffs on. Like if Saquon to Washington, that he would just take Brian Robinson's spot immediately. Like Brian Robinson's nothing compared to Saquon. No way. Um, no way. But, no way. Right. So scary Terry straight up for Saquon. Jared, I said keep your no earmuffs way. on. We don't we didn't want you to hear that. No, Brian Robinson is a bruiser. Oh, sit down, Saquon. Oh, please sit down. <laughs> oh, please sit down. I, I, I Sorry, love it. Sorry. That's right, bro. Sorry. 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 That's right. Yeah. That's why I told you to put your earmuffs on. I didn't want you to hear it. I think they should have take one. They don't trade them. Yeah, I, old school. Hold up, my my, my point my point being my point being there aren't there's Cincinnati, there's Philadelphia, and you could argue Philadelphia and Cincinnati aren't actually vacant spots yet because Mixon hasn't been cut, and Philly does feel like, you know, they I guess they want to roll with Penny, Chicago, um, so I mean, where is Saquon going to get traded to? Who's going to really give Kansas, up? Kansas, Seattle, Kansas, for one of Kansas guys. City guarantees. Kansas City. I mean, they Saquon. got Pacheco. Pacheco's running tough. Seattle. Sa- Saquon, Saquon, or, or, or Derrick Henry go to KC. Super Bowls back to back coming up. I mean, it wouldn't be crazy, but I I think they love Pacheco a lot. I think they really like him. Yeah, look at how they used him in the playoffs. I mean, that was their guy. But they do do that every year with other guys, and they rotate him out. But. Yeah, I don't know. It's tough to say. I would just say Saquon's the the odd without having a bunch of landing spots, the odds are really low. Not to mention that you you factor in how late RBs go. Every every team I just showed you has a shot at Charbonnet, Jameer Gibbs because those guys will go at the tail end of the first round at the very earliest, and those teams are there. So definitely could see Charbonnet in Chicago. I could see Charbonnet in Cincinnati. I could see Charbonnet in Philly. I can see Gibbs and all those those locations. So, like, if you're you're trading for Saquon, you got to pay the piper, and you could just get a free, you know, almost a free rookie. You know, Saquon took a practice squad past the Vikings, though. He's a one man team. Yeah, but he's also been injured a lot, and he you know finally bounced back last year. But there's teams that worry about you know he's 26 years old. You know, it's not like he has like seven years left he has like maybe three or three maybe three maybe two and a half three before you start worrying about breaking down especially with his injury history which he shook a little bit the label got shook a little bit free last year but it's hanging on by a thread i don't think he's shaking it off you know he's trying but i, I don't i don't think barkley gets traded anything's possible but i don't think barkley gets traded they want to ink him to a long-term deal there's a reason they franchise tagged him sometimes the tag is used to facilitate a trade you hold a player in place and then you facilitate a trade, but that's usually with wide receivers and quarterbacks and running backs are franchise tag traded running backs. It's more rare. This is probably not going to happen. I was going to say, I'm still pretty new to football, so I don't understand franchise tag all that well. 
and how that works with the non-exclusive and all that. I know a little bit based on what you were talking about with Lamar. So yeah, franchise. There's the the non-exclusive and the exclusive. They're very different tags. The non-exclusive teams can put an offer in for the player, but then they have to surrender a first rounder and both yeah, of the right. next two immediate drafts. The exclusive franchise tag doesn't allow a team to negotiate with the player. It basically is you're paying them the top five salary at the position. And if you want to get that player tagged, you got to actually go to the team and say, hey, let's make a trade. And and then usually it costs more than two first rounders or it costs two first rounders and a player. Otherwise, they would have slapped a non-exclusive tag on him. With Lamar, it was shocking that they slapped the non-exclusive tag on Lamar because his it was his suggested value his valuation before the the tag was slapped was about three first rounders and now we're seeing no teams willing to even pay two yet yet i think after the draft we're going to see the smoke of that kind of clear and there's going to be one or two teams minimum that have strong interest in lamar at that two first round draft capital swappage you think um, arizona puts their hat in the ring for lamar um, stuff not working out no, 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 no. The, first of all, the Cardinals have the number three overall pick. If they wanted to go a qu- in a direction of a quarterback, they use the number three overall pick on a quarterback. But they've Gannon's enamored with Kyler. There's no way that's happening. He said he took the job because of Kyler. He would not have taken the Arizona Cardinal head coaching job if Kyler Murray wasn't his quarterback. So Gannon okay, has I already married the rumors. guy. Yeah, he's Why? already. Yeah. And then he's done. You what? I keep reading all these rumors that Kyler's washed, that he's done, that they're done with him. Well, I don't know where you're reading those from. That's not it's not not true. Um, Random Ky- Twitter people. Yeah, Twitter so, people don't probably. know what you're talking about. <laughs> it, it, he he's uh, he's a um, you know he's a, a walking injury risk at this point for right now, but he's still the starter. He's still you know he could be ready by mid season or earlier, but he's working out right now, and Gannon loves him. I really hope Gannon enables him. I really hope Gannon drafts, you know, JSN or Bijan, even if they have to trade down from that three overall pick. We'll have to see. We'll have to see. Um, Smitty, if they if they trade Hop, does that mean we go higher on Marquise Brown's value or what? Mm, you want to say yes, but I don't know. I mean, not this year. They have no. I mean, they have no quarterback. We don't even know what's going to happen. So I would say I would say maybe a little bit, but not this year. I'm not excited about the Cardinals this year. Unless they draft Bijan or JSN, probably not owning a Cardinal this year. And that's my home team. But there's just it makes no sense to draft a Cardinal at their cost of entry. Uh, by the way, Max says uh, Saquon is better than B-Rob. Laughing emoji, laughing emoji. And I love B-Rob, says Max. <laughs> Sorry, Jared. I don't get it. Well, no, Jared, worry, Jared, Jared, you're, Jared, you're a, no offense, but you're a, you know, you're a fan of one team and one team alone. So you're going to see B Rob as if he's a, you know, a soldier and an absolute like gem. I'm sure B Rob's a gem to you, but you know, from a production standpoint, B Rob doesn't hold a candle to Saquon, but it doesn't mean B Rob's not good. It doesn't mean you weigh out like the cost of trading for Saquon and the cost that you have to pay Saquon. You could, one could argue, I'd rather have B Rob because he's cheaper and I could go buy a different piece for the team. Like that whole balancing. So what, 
what put Barkley the better running back than Robinson? Um, him being, uh, him being, a, him being, a, him being a physical specimen that is a top five guaranteed lock of at the at the running back position. <laughs> like he he's a uh, Robinson. You what? Have you watched Have you watched much tape on Robinson? Brian Robin, yeah, I, I mean that's what I do here. <laughs> is, is evaluate every, evaluate every Brian, single nook and cranny. Brian Robinson means more in like a standard or half PPR, more a, a standard league for touchdowns. Yeah, look, I, I like Brian Robinson. I'm not saying he can't even turn into a top 12 running back if, let's say, the quarterback position was solved in Washington. Because right now, Brian Robinson can't get good yards per carry. They, they you know, they got a crowded running back room. None of it bodes well for owning Brian Robinson right now. But if they if they end up like bro, to put it put it lightly, to you know, sit down. You sitting down, Jared? Um Hold on, wait. Hold on, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. So you just said that Brian Robinson doesn't have good yards uh yards per carry, is that right? Well, I'm saying none none of the situation bodes well for maximizing any of that. I'm just saying he walks into a situation where He's got a crowded running back room. In 2023, he walks into a situation where you don't have yet. I like Sam Howell a lot as a sleeper, but you're probably looking at stacked boxes more than you would like. So I'm not talking about the past. I'm not talking about... He walks into 2023 with a crowded running back room, likely struggling to get the maximum yards per carry that he's capable of getting because he's a hard runner. Um, Not guaranteed uh, the receiving production that... You would like a player to be guaranteed. Someone like Saquon would guarantee, would be guaranteed it. So from a football, from a production standpoint, you're going to have somebody from the angle we're looking at it. You're not a fantasy fan. You're a you're a you know football fan only. You, uh, a fantasy football pl- person is not going to look at Brian Robinson as a goldmine. He's just not in a prime position for that whatsoever. But if you bring in a uh, a good quarterback, let's say Lamar, who could vulture some touchdowns, mind you. But you'd be moving the chains and living in the red zone, which would create more touchdown production and opportunity. But it's still a crowded running back room. Brian Robinson runs tough, but he doesn't hold a candle to Saquon Barkley, bro. And that's just the eye test. You don't need anything but your eyeballs open to see that. Now you're not going to see that because you're a you're a Washington Commander fan, bro. You're gonna you're gonna see it yeah, a certain right. way. No, you're right. Right. Yeah. You're right. I don't, you know, we, we play the Giants twice a year. They got the national televised games here and there. You're right. I don't watch the Giants as much as you do. I, I don't. I, yeah. I, I don't. I'm full on commanders and commanders football only. Yes, sir, you are. It could be. Which is fine. It could be me looking. You know, that's quite, that's quite all right, Jared. It's fine. Yeah, you, bro, you got I'm thick just, commander I'm goggles you, on. I'm asking you. I want you to. I want you to. to um, learn me. <laughs> learn, learn you. <laughs> yeah, learn me. I'll learn you. I'll learn you, boy. So hey, I, hey. I saw. I, I seen a stat. I seen a stat that said that Brian Robinson was just about dead last in the league in yards per carry. I'm not. And I, I can't doubt. quit you. I'm gonna learn you, boy. That, hey, hey, Jared. Let me put it this way. Let me put it this way. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, you're. You've got big, thick, co- coke bottle commander glasses on goggles on 
and we wouldn't change it for anything. We love you the way you are, and we don't want you to change. So you keep you keep doing you. You you got Ron Ron Navy Steelers bias just from a commander lens, which we, we're used to that. We're fine. Hold on, let's let's move on. Uh, Stephen, you've been waiting kind of patiently, Stephen. I almost feel like I didn't even know you were there, like you're some hovering angel uh, on the channel again. Stephen, what can I do for you? Uh, what I was going to say is that um, I'm seeing, uh, I saw uh, Tyler and Jared is in here. And I believe that there's going to be a few more, uh, you know, quote unquote people that are new to fantasy football. And if you just ran against a computer, let's say that you did a 12 team half PPR or whatever, and, and maybe, uh, you know, you could schedule it uh, at the same time every year to where the chat the dogs out there can bring in all the people that we can find that want to learn something that's never played fantasy football and start from the beginning and just run it against the computer and show, you know what I mean, how the snake draft works and the inner workings of it just from the basic level up. Uh, Stephen, uh, I, Stephen, I I'm running, I'm running, Stephen, no, no offense, but I'm running a master class here. I'm not here. I'm I not. I'm, I, I think people can learn by f throwing them into the fire. And I, you know, I definitely have some content that that you know probably will be upcoming in my video course section. But that's what the fantasyfootballshow.com is for. I'll have a video course section on walking people through what do you do from the beginning of of this. How do you learn? What's the best way to to deploy your first season and all that? Don't worry, I got that covered at the fantasyfootballshow.com in the video course section. But this is a masterclass, Stephen. We don't dumb down or water down the content. This is for absolute dogs. We're not we're not here to teach somebody from day one on this show. We're here to make winners, Stephen. This is a place for dogs to live, and you could become a dog just like when I was younger, Stephen, and I was 155 pounds going into college at six two and a half. I maybe shrunk a little. I'm like six two and a quarter right now, just because you shrink over time. I walked in at six two and a half, 155, and you know what I did, Stephen? I started benching with guys that could lift, you know. They were, they were twice my size. They could lift 300 pounds on the bench, and I couldn't even get one rep up, but I started working with those guys, and within a couple months, I'm benching what they're benching because I wanted to be a dog, Stephen, and we we create dogs here. Fair enough. But, but Stephen, we do have the, the video course stuff on uh, on the fantasyfootballshow.com for beginners, so we'll, we take care of, of everybody. But I just, you know, it, it, I almost wanted to put on the circus music and, you know, we're we're going to go ahead for the next three episodes. If you're good at fantasy football, come back in three episodes from now. We're going to go into simplistic mode. <laughs> Steven, I love you. I don't I'm, just, wanna, I'm joking with you. Kinda. I don't want to be in the way of anything. You're not. You're I not. You're not. This out. In the maybe in the near future, I could possibly. But I'm yeah. too busy, guys. I got, I've got three teenagers. I work a full time job. I'm not ticky tacky, however well, you call it. Uh, just, just come in and talk so, commanders with us. That's all you need to do. Just if you got a commander, little commander input, just use that as your angle to this. You don't need to do anything fantasy wise. You come in yeah. and talking fantasy wise is not going to make any sense for anybody. It's not going to help anybody. Like you can learn, you can become a fantasy football monster if you want, but just come in with commander talk. That's all you need to do. Um, Max, let's go to, uh, heating, heating. You got anything else? No, no, no. Hold on. Jared, uh, hang tight. Uh, George from the Bay. You've been waiting a while. 
Yeah, uh, earlier you were talking about Sky Moore. Um, I really like Kadarius Tony more than Sky Moore in the uh, Chiefs offense. What do you think about that? I can't get mad at that. I can't get mad at that. I think at the end of the day, the draft capital has been spent on Sky Moore, so you got to feel like he's going to get a shot. Then again, the trade capital has been spent um, ac- acquiring Kadarius Tony. But I feel Tony's like... Who? Tony's a trash can coming from a Giants fan, but he's well, not good. I, you're you know from a Giants fan. If anybody's a Giants fan, they're going to be a little bitter about Kadarius Tony doing nothing, getting traded, and finally looking you know solid. But I will say, I will say this though, Kadarius Tony's had plenty of time to prove himself, and I feel like um, I think we got somebody that dropped a, a, a YouTube. Um, Let's see membership by that's. I think that's fire dropped a handful of memberships. Hold on, let me let me try and find it. That's fire dropped at five YouTube exclusive memberships. Appreciate you. That's fire. Let's give that's fire a stand. Um, what was I saying? What was I saying? What were we talking about? We're talking about Kadarius. Oh, yeah. And, you uh, could, and if I may say if. If I may say one thing, uh, yeah. they didn't have any qualms about getting rid of Juju Smith-Schuster just real quick. Yeah, but is that is that telling about Sky Moore's upside or Kadarius or both of them? Maybe they both come in and... Either, and, either or, that's what I'm saying. We yeah. don't know which one, but uh, that, uh, in that Andy Reid offense, uh, you know, he, he knew something about Mahomes. He knows something about those guys, and he wasn't uh, worried about getting rid of him, and they haven't made any moves. So. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, if I had to bet on one of these guys being better than the other, I guess I would just bet against Tony holding it all together. Because to the Giants fan, whoever said that, the whoever said as a Giants fan, that the Giants, um, heating. yeah, we, who is it? Who said that? Heating. 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 Okay. Yeah. Heating. I kind of like. Mm-hmm. I'm. I'm. I'm erring on the side of caution with Kadarius Tony. <laughs> Only because the dude's had time to do it. He's dropped the ball. He's kind of a head. He's kind of a head case. He's you know yelling at his own coaching staff, headbutting a coaching staff on the sideline. Gets in a fight. This is all in the same game. Like you could look at one game and say, Uh "What's this guy doing? What's this guy?" If there's anybody capable of, if there's anybody capable of pissing away his opportunity, it's Kadarius Tony. Like he is not. He is. Was that was that when he was on the Chiefs or when he was on the Giants? On the Giants, but so he has. So there is some something to that to say. Hey, when does a guy get a second chance? And maybe that's what he needs. But I'm just saying that with the draft capital that that Sky Moore comes with, although the Kansas City Chiefs do not care about draft capital. Look at Clyde Edwards-Helaire. They they just didn't care, and and they just kind of do that. I just feel like Sky Moore is going to take a big step forward. And I feel like Kadarius Tony, I'm not ready to bank. I'm not ready to bank on yet. Sky Moore is my most capable, late, 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 late St. Brown candidate. Probably the latest. Him and Hodgins, Isaiah Hodgins. If we want to go back to the Giants again, Isaiah Hodgins and Sky Moore. Those are my two deepest potential St. Brown capable players in fantasy football 2023. And I'm talking the deepest I could go. I don't think I could go any deeper than that. Maybe like. Josh Downs, the rookie, or something like that. But I don't think I could go any deeper than Sky Moore and Isaiah Hodgins. That is the deepest. Or Daniel Bellinger. Bellinger? Yeah, to be a top five receiver. 
No. If, I don't. if Waller gets hurt, like we think he's going to. Well, um, I mean, Bellinger is not a receiver, right? No, but he's a tight end yeah. who receives. Well, yeah, but I mean, I don't. I, we're talking about St. Brown being a wide receiver, but Be- Bellinger is pretty good, and he he had a lot of upside, and he was kind of everybody's crafty, like late tight end, you know, go get stash and and maybe becomes the next breakout guy. But I think with Waller in town, I don't think Waller gets hurt like immediately and sits out the year. Is he banged up from time to time? Sure, I like Bellinger, but I'm not I'm not huge on him. I think Hodgins has the potential to be a monster. And Hodgins didn't get really utilized until later on in the year. And right. so we're going to see what he does on a full season, especially preparing. You know? uh, uh, Kelsey's getting old. Uh, I think it was at 13 or 14 he was drafted. And uh, he's never been seriously injured. Yeah. But uh, is that chance or is that, oh, no, his body is different than any any other human being? His ankles? Are, no. It's a, I don't, you can't predict injuries with any of these guys. I think, uh, and, I think you, know, you can stay away from injury risk, but yeah, I mean, no one can predict exactly. But I would say that, like, at some point, we got to have that uncomfortable, uncomfortable conversation of, will this be the year that Kelsey misses eight games? Um, and no. Ke- Kelsey, I, I think you can't. You've got to error on the side of caution of not calling it too quick, though, versus calling it and trying to predict it. So. Kelsey to me is a year by year basis type of player. And so for this year, I don't feel like there's any huge red flags to suggest this will be the year, but you gotta I think you gotta be careful not to take him four overall or something. Like he's, in my opinion, and redraft a second round player. But I think I'm okay going one more year, and then we gotta take it year by year. I don't know that I'll be on board of Travis Kelsey, and maybe the whole world won't be. Similar to how Derrick Henry is a top five pick last year, and he's a third rounder this year, and we haven't seen the the actual cliff yet, but everyone's they're worried enough about it that he dropped significantly. Dalvin Cook had a pretty relatively decent year last year, and he's going in like the fourth and fifth round. Um, so, like everyone's going to be predictive of this as a group, you know, and that's that's common, and it, and I think it makes sense. I think everyone's right to to do it as a group. Hey. Let's. This is group think here. This is a lot of people at once feeling the same way. It's pretty telling, data. So Kelsey's going in the four, five, six, seven, eight overall range. Needless to say, the group, the fantasy football community as a whole, is not ready to call his decline. Um, doesn't mean that the group as a whole is going to be right. This could be the year that he gets injured, but it's kind of hard to guess on that yet. I, I would say year by year, let's go one more year. I, I won't be surprised if I won't be surprised if next year we're drafting Kelsey in the third round, but this year he's a top twelve pick still. Yep, you have to. Smitty, thinking about that and back to beginner questions, I'm looking at these mock drafts right now, and they all got Jay Jeff going number one overall. Is that mm. are you buying that or selling that? But, I mean, yeah, you could easily. One overall. I mean, it's a rotation between JJ and Jamar and CMC. Sometimes CMC is more so the third overall player. But this one yeah. I'm looking at has Patty Mahomes going second overall in PPR. Second overall. Yeah, I don't know how legit that is. You're looking at uh, you're doubt. looking at Superflex. He, he's Possibly, he's he, he's yeah he's not in round yeah. he's not in round one. Yeah. 
They're right. saying Jay Jeff, Mahomes, CMC, Eckler, and then Kelsey. I don't know what you're looking and at. I'm like, this is yeah, I don't know what you're looking at. You're looking at you, you must have sat on the keyboard, bro, and had some sort of that filter must be on. The sleeper ADP. <laughs> Is yeah, that you, this year's projections or last year? You could be you could be sitting on the keyboard, or that is sleeper not updating their ADP. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I was gonna say this is ridiculous. I, I'll tell you. I, I can tell you what the ADP is. Just ask me. But it's um, Kelsey's in the in the, the in best ball. He's in the five to to eight range. <laughs> he was at four. Kelsey was going three and four in the beginning of the best ball one QB drafts in like January, February, March. And uh, he's since fallen a little bit. But J.J. Jamar Chase are absolute locks at one and two in best ball drafts, at least. And CMC is the most common third. And then from there, it's like all over the place. Is the promo code for Underdog Smitty? It certainly is. Smitty gets you up to $100 bonus match. That link is in the description of every video. I'll also drop the link right now if you guys want to draft with us tonight. Tonight, we're doing it live you want to get prepared now. I just dropped the link. Promo code SMITTY. $10 minimum. They'll match up to $100 in your first deposit. So if you drop $10, they will give you $10. You drop $20, they will give you $20 if you're new. All the way up to $100. If you want to draft tonight, Superflex Best Ball Drafts with me, with everybody that's going to jump in. And we'll do a mock draft side-by-side side for those of you that can't play Underdog Fantasy. So we'll do one mock draft and one Underdog Draft side-by-side side tonight. So join. God, if I get the 10 spot again, I'm going to fucking puke. Yeah, I, I definitely uh, definitely don't like getting anything past number six. <laughs> and, and, and... Hey, Schmitty. I don't know, the 10 league is nice. Not, on, like su- not on Superflex, bro. I never played Superflex. Well, then, yeah, you're, you're talking out of turn then because we're talking Superflex, pal. Oh, I didn't hear that. I thought yeah. we were talking about no. fantasy drafts. I'm just joking, bro. Make yeah, sure you get in the draft. Well, no, I'm not. I'm not all in the super. No I'm, I'm not in the super flex like that. It's just that's what Underdog has right now. So we're doing super flex. They don't have any any big board one QB right now. They will after the NFL draft, and then we'll be doing hardcore one QB. We don't we don't do a lot of super flex until they have super flex as the main draft board. But um. Yeah, so anyways, uh, who, who else has got something? I just want to hurry and weigh in on the Robinson versus Barkley. Is this uh, Jared? Tyler. Oh, Tyler, go ahead. Yeah, um, you've told me over and over, it's kind of like a yearly thing in fantasy, and it's like, who, like, what have you done for me lately? Well, last year... Both of them came back from an injury. Barkley, I can't remember what he came back from. And Robinson got shot. Well, when they came back, Barkley took off. And Gibson and another running back. Basically, Robinson was the running back three on his own team. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know how it could even be at this or It's not. It's not. Jared just doesn't. Jared's coming from a different angle. He's coming from a... And you could say Jared's predicting what he thinks B-Rob will turn into, but like we're looking at it from a production standpoint, and I don't think he realizes that Barkley blows him out of the water from a fantasy football production yeah, standpoint. Yeah, it, it's a, uh, Jared is a percentage of the snaps. Barkley's getting everything. If he's even 80%, he's on the field. Uh, Robinson has, up to this point, 
you know, been sharing the backfield, yeah. and it takes away from uh, from from a fantasy football perspective, not just a you know, uh, just regular shot. Shoddy, like, appr- appreciate like your super you chat. Being turned into a college or a college coach in two to three years, and with a different team and definitely a different coach. Hey, hold on one second, guys. I got to hit these super chats. Okay, so um, Shoddy with a ten dollar holler says, "Appreciate your brother, Shoddy. You still here? Shoddy to the moon. Welcome the back, moon. Shoddy. Um, stay out of trouble. Straight and narrow, Shoddy. We call him Second Chance Shoddy. Shoddy's here to stay, Shoddy. That's what we got. Shoddy in the building. Appreciate you and congrats on on the job. I think you said it's the same job. And the kid, congrats on the kid. The kid to the moon, Shoddy. The little moon. Shoddy." Um, this is it. Second chance shoddy. I know you're going to hit a home run with it. Okay. My Bryce flowers, AJ. I think he means AJ Brown, AJ D AJ Dillon. Oh, AJ Dillon. Okay. Yeah. Some of you got call him AJ D. Okay. AJ Dillon, Bryce young and flowers for Saquon Kelsey Ritter. Um, so assuming this is super flex, otherwise we wouldn't even be having this conversation. Bryce Young does hold some high value than we would want in this scenario. But at the end of the day, like I I just can't justify not having Saquon and Kelsey and Ritter in yeah. just hopes that I could upgrade Ritter into a Jordan Love. You know what I'm saying? Like I'd get on top of the Ritter Jordan Love upgrade before Jordan Love climbs in value before I start saying, Well, I gotta have Bryce Young because there's a quarterback and a super flex. Give me Kelsey Saquon. Ritter, I'll go get Jordan Love. Hold my beer. Okay, that's what I'm going to say on that, Navage. Um, appreciate you on that one. Kevin says, how you feeling about Jahan Dotson later rounds? Kevin, are you still here? I'm sorry about the delay on answering this question. I would say, bro, I like him a lot as a wide receiver four with the upside of maybe surprising even yourself. And he becomes your wide receiver three because you got to shove him in. He's doing so good, but... Or if, let's say, you build heavy at running back, you build heavy at quarterback, and you go super late wide receiver three shop, and Dotson could be your guy. I really think he's got a lot of upside. It's hard to justify anything higher than that, though, even with the upside, because he has no quarterback yet until Sam Howell proves himself, which I think he could. I think Sam Howell is one of the bigger rags-to-riches sleeper quarterbacks, but that comes with some risk of bust. It does. You can't lock it in. So there could be some huge upside for both these wide receivers. But until then, you're asking McLaurin and Dotson to share and take away from each other without a guaranteed good quarterback play. So we just kind of kind of wait on Sam Howell or if my Lamar Jackson theory plays out. You know what I'm saying? All right. We're caught up on the Super Chats. Uh, let's yeah, go over. There's a lot of mouths to feed in Washington. Yeah. Uh, let's go over to George real quick and then... Uh, we might need, need to wrap this up here because I gotta come back here and do some live drafting tonight. So I'm gonna I'm gonna hit it. Let's go to George. George, you have ten seconds. Final thoughts. Go. Yeah. So I called earlier. Uh, I think you uh, you probably have some salesman skills because you sold me on the London thing, and uh, I'm gonna go with that based on what I called in earlier. I thought that you know watson and london were kind of long shots but he sold me on the ritter comparison and uh i'm gonna go with those those picks boy, a boy appreciate you all right Smitty. all right later uh let's go to jared uh jared yeah final thoughts yes, i'm here final thoughts i appreciate i appreciate you having me on 
thanks for taking my call. I've enjoyed myself, and uh, you're really knowledgeable. Yeah, definitely. I'll uh, I'll definitely be hanging out, probably even subscribe. So thanks again. Go All right, man. Appreciate you. Rock and roll. Later. Uh, and heating, heating, you're up. Final thoughts. Final thoughts, Smitty, is that this draft is weird that I'm doing right now. I did a mock draft, and it's just really weird based compared to last year's with these rankings. So yeah, I gotta do studying on this. Stuff. Don't hold too much. Don't don't hold too much value in that draft because the ADP is jacked up right now, bro. You just got to kind of wait. You got to do the underdog drafts. Can you do underdog? Uh, Flounder, can you mute real quick? For some reason, we get a lot of feedback. And I'll come to you in one second. Uh, Heating, can you do any underdog drafts? I've never done underdog. I used to do draft games, but... Yeah, do we don't. Yeah, we do. We do under underdog here, pal. And let me drop the link for you one more time. I, I urge you to sign up. It's ten dollar minimum deposit. I just dropped the link in the chat. It's also, I believe, I don't know if I pinned it yet, but the link is in the chat. I just dropped it. Ten dollar minimum is all you got to drop. They'll match up to one hundred dollars in your first deposit. So make that first deposit carefully, because if you do a hundred, they'll give you a hundred. If you do ten, they'll give you ten, and you only get one shot at getting it doubled. So if you do ten dollars, let's say. You're going to get 20, you'll get $10 bonus, and you could do two drafts on Underdog with us. And we do them every Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday at midnight. And that's where you're going to get the good ADP data. And don't look at it like, um, sometimes Underdog has, you know, you can go in and do a football, a $2, $3 draft with other people. And so it's going to be a really low price because it's going to be $3 times 12 and then they take a 10% rake or whatever. But you're gonna you're gonna be able to practice for three bucks, and if you win, you'll win twenty six bucks or whatever the first place prize is. And that's the beauty about Underdog is you could just do a ton of drafts, you can do a lot of cheap ones, or you can do these bigger contests where they're ten bucks an entry, and there's thousands and thousands and thousands of people to enter. So the odds obviously are 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 tough to win, but the, you draft, you don't have to touch the lineups, you don't have to set lineups, you don't have to do ad drops. It's just you drafting, you're done. But the, the the most important part about it isn't the necessarily the odds of winning. It's the preparation for five dollars. They have a lot of five dollar mitten drafts during the year. When we do those, five bucks a pop, a shot at winning money, but also preparation for your your big drafts that you want to do. And the ADP is so accurate because people are paying good money to do these. They're not going to dumb you know draft dumb. They're not going to leave in the middle of the draft. So right now the best ADP. ADP data is from Underdog, and I share that a lot. And I'm going to do an ADP show weekly this year um, using that data. So if you want your ADP fix, you can get it from that series that I'll run. But uh, I'll let you go for now. Heating, call in tonight. We'll be live. Um, sign up with that link if you can. It's all super flex on here, right? Just right now. Just right now. Just before the NFL draft because they ended the one QB drafts. But we also okay. do. Well, we also look at super. You what? Draft tonight, then. Yeah, just for right now. But we also have. I'm going to get back into this. We have this Garrett Wilson autographed jersey that I'm giving away, and we're we're going to do um, one QB drafts for that, and then we're going to. I'm going to try and do like a Trevor Lawrence autographed jersey for the Superflex contest, 
those will be different than the the normal underdog drafts we do. These will be like a private link that I'm going to create, and there's no huge prize. The prize is the 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 jersey. There's no huge cash prize, but I'll have that all explained to you later. All right, heating. Appreciate you. Thanks, buddy. Flounder, you're the final caller. Connected with you on underdog. Uh, your name, your username. What about it? What is it again? The Fantasy Football Show, but you're you're not you got to use you got to use Smitty. It's the link that I dropped. Here it is, right here. This is how you connect with me on Underdog. Oh, you have it on your page. Okay. Yeah, okay. it's Sorry. in the the link. Of, the link is in every video I have. It's called Underdog Fantasy. Click that link that will attach the promo code. Yeah, for all the years that I've been watching, I I played Underdog and for whatever reason have not uh, <laughs> tried to get into any of yours. For whatever reason. Uh, for whatever reason. Question for you. I, I, I've been trying to send you uh, Super Chats, and I think my name is blocked. What? Our Swift and David Montgomery uh, fiasco. No. You want to test no, it out? I'm, I'm not joking. You want to test it out, Flounder? Let's test it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fantasy God. <clears throat> and I know yeah, it's weird, but it has it has I, Chase on the front. That's the meaning behind it. I mean, <laughs> I mean first of all, yeah, you're not the fantasy god, but but let's go in and see if I got you blocked. Maybe one of my moderators um, did something. Let me let me look. We can te- we can test out a super chat right now if you want. Well, yeah, but I mean, you don't know me. How am I not the fantasy god? Um, just here, you know, you are you are blocked. <laughs> I'm joking, dude. <laughs> no, you are blocked. You are blocked. Hey, hey, we all are, right? I mean, come on. Okay, you're you're unblocked. Let's, I mean, test it out. Drop a super chat or, or a comment or whatever, and let's see if it works. Hold on. Let me do this. Let me do this. Uh, just for my moderators, let them be. Let them be. I don't know if anybody blocked them, but um, Flounder, be, be civil. I don't know if you said something in that moment in time where... Oh, well, it was just us riffing back and forth, and I think I probably... Pissed off some people. But Maybe, whatever. but you know, you, we'll, we'll give you a pass. You're you're back on. Let's see if um, it works. If you super hey, chat hey, your name, hey. hey, if you super chat I, your I'm name's gonna. gonna... What? I'm gonna make this uh, quick. Smitty. Okay. It's gonna go right here. Let's see. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. All right. I'm gonna stand up and we're gonna do a we're gonna do a dance. Hell yeah! Flounder's back. Is Flounder back? The, the all the passwords you get to go through just to send this mm-hmm. a damn super chat. Well, then um, it went through. Minnie, tell me it went through. We're waiting for it, Flounder. Jeez, I'm crow. <clears throat> I think there it is. I think there it is. Hey, Fla- from your home, from, from your brother and me. So I'm going to go to your description and I'm going to try to get into a best ball with you guys tonight. <clears throat> is Flounder back? Flounder's back. $10 hauler. Here we go. Love you, Smitty. All right, Flounder. See you later, pal. See you tonight. Keep being you. Later. I like I like Flounder the way he is. I don't want him changing for anybody. And, uh, yeah, Flounder, you might need to send that again to test it. <laughs> we, might, we might need to test it again, Flounder. Uh, <laughs> all right. I'll see you all tonight. 
We're 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 drafting live. Thank you, Flounder. We're live every single Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern. That's what this bad boy was. We're also live Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, which is tonight, Saturday at midnight or 12:30, midnight to 12:30, drafting live. Okay, that's how we do it. That's how Dad did it. That's how we're gonna continue to do it. So buckle up and get ready. And for all you Fields haters out there, here's a couple team names for your league. Leave it on the fields. Just in time. Fields of dreams. Fields like making love. Outstanding in his fields. Fields so good. Fields general. My fields good. Uneven playing fields. Battlefields tested. Fields. Fields. Reese Hall is eight foot tall. He will always answer the mother freaking call. Don't let him fall. In the third, don't stall. Just give Batman the freaking football. He's brief. He's brief. He does a hull of a job. A hull of a job. A hull of a job. Reese Hall, please report to the moon. He does a hull of a job. Pop open a nice bottle of Chardonnay. Let's get Chardonnay tonight. We draft, and I don't know how many times we got to repeat this, but 12 to 12.30 Eastern, we do drafts every single Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. We got another $2 hauler from Max. Max, I appreciate you. Um, Get ready. We drafting tonight, baby. Yeah, Travis ain't wrong. It does end up trending toward 1230. I try my best. I usually don't get it done in time. But yeah, see you all tonight, 12 to 1230 Eastern. Usually I try for midnight. We're going to try an inch toward closer to midnight. Peace out. Thanks to all my super chatters, Flounder, Max, Shoddy. Shoddy, welcome back, pal. Shoddy, I want you to stay straight and narrow. I want you to think whenever you're tempted to, to be crazy or something, you just think, Smitty, got to come back to this show every single day. Appreciate you. Navage, Kevin, Garrett. Thank you, Garrett, for the super chat. Top of the hour. Later. See you, see you tonight. I feel like pizza. We're doing pizza. Costco pizza, maybe. It's a nice pie. Anybody like Costco pizza? They make a good pie. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Voicemails. Terry. Hey, Smitty. What's your thoughts on Justin Herbert this season? Now, I'm pretty sure I have an idea. Um, uh, you probably agree like I do and want to see 
the Chargers and the way they do the draft. In your opinion, if the, if the Chargers do pick up a wide receiver in the draft, does it change your complexion of Justin uh, Hubert this Hubert. Uh, coming up season? Thoughts? I love Terry. Hubert. That's where we got that nickname. Hubert. Justin Hubert. Uh, Terry. Mr. Hubert definitely gets a bump in value. If Let's say they even get Dalton Kincaid. You know, if they take Flowers, they take Quentin Johnson. Quentin Johnson would be a phenomenal target for a lot of these quarterbacks. Uh, yeah, big bump in value. Addison, uh, we're talking about back end of the top five conversation. But probably still below field, so more like six. It would be, it'd be Herbert and T-Law neck and neck. You know, Lamar, if he was in a better spot, he'd be up there too. But Herbert's difference between being close to fields and being tied with, with T-Law as a wide receiver. So, yeah. Thank you, Terry. Um, Terry, I'm going to tag you in here. I'm not sure if you're still here. So, I'm going to tag you. And and part of, uh, if anybody wants to be able to leave voicemails like this on the regular, you got to go to Instagram. Okay? Instagram. The Fantasy Football Show. On my profile, click that subscribe button for a, me- a measly $4.99 a month product that you can cancel anytime so do it in august if you want for one month four bucks and 99 cents and you get to leave daily voicemails and i play these bad boys for you and i hold down the the message the the recording and i leave it in the chat so you don't even have to be on the show you don't have to hunt for it you're gonna get a dm saying here's your response baby smitty if lamar goes to washington uh bold take here terry mclaurin will be a top five wide receiver Nice, nice bold take, Terry. I think he's been a top ten to twelve wide receiver trapped in a, in a, uh, a body in a team where he can't be a top ten wide receiver. So I think we definitely see a top twelve guy emerge. I don't know if I'd say top five for me, but I I love the bold prediction. And Terry, you could be right. So trust your gut. Terry, appreciate you. I'm gonna tag you on that one again. I left that message in there. So again. The, the beauty about this process is not only do you hear your question on the show and do I answer it on the show, but I record it like this. Nice bold take, Terry. I think he's been a top 10 to 12 wide receiver trapped in a, in a uh, body in a team where he can't be a top 10 wide receiver. Aside from me stuttering on that there, there's your response. Okay, so there you go. That's how you get, that's how you get answered there. Uh, I don't know that we have any other voice messages. Um, Haji, appreciate you. What is his question? Does he have anything? Let's see if Johnny Edwards, I think I, I answered Johnny's. Um, Havji, I don't know if you have a question. You didn't leave any voicemails. Voicemail group number two that I have here. Um, yep, nothing, nothing left. I think we're good to go. I'll see you all tonight.